Hello. All right. <laughs> I was uh, today. I was trying to think about how to start. Yeah. And I couldn't think of any more podcasts to rip off without just singing the Adam Buxton podcast. That <laughs> is a good song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Memory Two Brains podcast. We're back after so long. How long has it been? Well, oh. the last one we did was in Edinburgh. We didn't release it, did we? No, because it was it's too nonsense. sexy. It was way too sexy. Lots of that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone applauding after yeah. us having sex. Yeah, um, yeah no, it was it was it was ridiculous. But yeah. maybe we'll put it out one day. I don't, what did we? I don't even remember what we did. I think we did load of quizzes like we were before. Oh yeah, 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 we got yeah, really yeah, giddy yeah. and silly. Yeah, we were quite silly in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but it's been a long time since we've done one of these. Yeah, I mean, I've been on paternity leave. So I've, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, how yeah, is yeah. the, uh, the Margaret? Yeah, yeah, she's Margaret. fine. Yeah, 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 she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play that really straight. Yeah. Just right. in case anybody listens to this doesn't know me, thought I might actually have a baby. There's no one listening to this that doesn't know us. No, no one believe I'd have, I'd have a baby. No, that's true. I don't have the bits. <laughs> you did say paternity leave though, so. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I'd given birth to a baby, it would still be paternal. Well, it would still be paternal, wouldn't it? I guess. Because Arnie, in junior, yeah. he's still the baby's daddy, isn't he? <laughs> he's not like, just because he carries her in his abdominal cavity. Yeah. That's, um, is that Emma Thomas? Thompson. Thompson, in there. It is Emma Thompson, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It is weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we thought we'd talk about, it's the beginning of 2017, and mm. we thought talk about, like, some, the good stuff that happened in 2016. Yeah, because there was some good stuff. There was, I mean, it might be hard yeah. to believe looking back at it, but there was good stuff I that happened. I think there was. I mean, it was majoritively, majoritively? Yeah. Majority. It was a the, lot of bad. A lot of a bad lot, stuff. A lot of bad. Big yeah. bad. But there was some good stuff. <laughs> there was some good stuff. So, But first of all, how was your Christmas, Tom? Mm. Mm. It's the first time I've seen you since Christmas. Not bad, actually. Um, I've got a couple of cool little bits. Emil, what have you brought, well, brought them bought, with you? Well, I bought this, actually. This yeah. is so sad. I, don't know, I just wanted to show it to you. I bought this myself. This is a Christmas present to me. To yourself, yeah. okay. Have you seen one of these before? Oh, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They're, uh, like a fiddle cube. Fiddle is that what it's called? Yeah. Fiddle cube. Well, I think oh, it's wow. called a fidget cube. But fidget I keep cube. calling it a fiddle cube. Fiddle cube. But probably that doesn't sound quite right, does it? No. Step into, oh, the, yeah. step into the fiddle My cube. My fiddle cube. I could definitely do with one of these. Yeah, they're really useful, yeah. Because I, I bought that for £6 off eBay, yeah, yeah, but the proper ones are a lot more money, and I've broken it already because I've fiddled it too much. You fiddled it to bits. Uh, what part have you broken? It. I broke the little analog stick. You see, it's not very smooth when you move it. It's not. If you're playing Street Fighter Two with that, you would. Oh, I'd be fucked, yeah. mate. Also, because that was on a digital. Oh uh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, they're really good fun. So if you hear that during this podcast, I'm just easing a little bit of social anxiety. <laughs> and you're trying to like cut down smoking, surely that's going to help, right? Exactly, I'm yeah, cutting yeah. down smoking with a combination of a fiddle cube and yeah. a, a vape stick. A, a vape stick? Yeah. Have you got any like fancy flavours for your vape stick? It all taste the fucking same. I've <laughs> never had one that just doesn't taste like my, this. My brother uh, smokes one of them, or vapes one of them, mm. or whatever, and uh, it smells really nice, the one he has. It smells like biscuits. I don't know what flavour it is. but What's that smell like? That sort of smells like biscuits as well. Maybe they all smell like no, biscuits. Maybe they're just yeah. liquidized biscuit you put in there, right? Not as good as a proper fag, is it? I don't know. I've never smoked a cigarette, so never, I wouldn't know. Uh, I, had a, I had a puff on one when I was like a teenager, and it was yeah. awful. Good, good choice. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am better than you. You're right. You are better than me yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> anyway, but what's what that? Uh, it's the banter bars. <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you get for Christmas? Uh, I, got, uh, I got, I got, um, I got a few little bits. I didn't get anything like massive because uh, I'm 32. 
But I got um, someone gave me a, a copy of Playboy. Okay. From the month that I was born, <laughs> which was quite cool. Looking That's through amazing, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, vintage. Mm. Have you ever looked at a Playboy? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Well, I might An actual went... Playboy. What, like a magazine or like a Playboy? No, a Playboy. I'm looking at one Playboy. right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's because I'm wearing my tuxedo. Yeah. Um, no, it's. I was surprised at how little nudity there is in there. Because you know, like the standard thing is, oh, buy it for the articles. Yeah. You hear that in films. It's, it's actually mainly articles. Oh, right. And bits of writing around the articles. <laughs> I'm miming breasts. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. That's quite interesting. Well, mm. Yeah, I know. I don't, well, you know, not really my sort of thing, is it? I'd rather look at some hardcore grot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you and your grot, honestly. A bit of grouting. Um, um, good Christmas, you? Yeah, it was good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got some cool stuff. I got, um, my brother bought me the box set of all the uh, 60s Batman TV series. Like, Excellent. Yeah, uh, so we watched a few of them on Christmas Day. That was good. That is genuinely brilliant program i think it's up there with like police squad or you know some of the best like tv comedy it's amazing i've never watched the full episode you are joking no oh man yeah i need to get on right. it I? Uh, we were gonna have a session we're gonna have a batman session because <laughs> it, it is brilliant i think i'd probably like it i think you would you'd get i know it. Like, yeah yeah because it isn't i think like it is definitely knowing. It knows what it is. It knows yeah. its camp. It's it's funny. It's deliberately funny. Yeah. It's not like when we're watching something like old and sneering at how silly it is. It knows what it is. Right. And it is really, really funny. Like genuinely funny. So it's better than Batman and Robin. Yes. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, have you seen the the new one, the animated one they did with? Oh, I, ha- I haven't West. seen it, but I've seen that they've done it. Yeah, it looks really good. It's pretty cool. It's got uh, Adam West and what's his face in Bert it? Ward is it? Is that the one? Burt Ward. Yeah, yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I was question. thinking Burt Quok, and I was thinking, hang on, no, no, it's definitely not Burt Quok, is it? Is he dead? Burt Quok? Yeah, I think he's dead I now. Know. Yeah. Oh, man. He is. One? Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> um, because I, I Love Harry Hill, and he used to be on the Harry Hill show, didn't he? Yeah. The way you said I Love Harry Hill yeah. made me think you were talking about a programme called I Love Harry Hill. I Love Harry Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah it's that. my programme that <laughs> I made. You do that every Friday night, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Uh, oh, have you seen? I tell you what, I watched this year. Oh, yeah. the, I think it might have been made this year, starring Adam West. Have you seen that? Oh, well, the documentary. Yeah, it's I'm on it's next year, 2017. Now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're not far in, are we? Not really. Four days, isn't it? Fourth of January. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've watched that a documentary about Adam West. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's about him getting a star on the Hollywood like Walk of Fame, right? The... Yeah, you would have thought he'd have had one by now. You would think so. But apparently, he didn't. Yeah, good documentary though. Yeah, it's very good. I think that's on Netflix. It is. Yeah, that's where I watched it. Yeah, sweet, cool. So, what do we want to do? Well, I think we should talk about just the, the cool stuff that came out okay. in 2016. We'll avoid the shit. The inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a fucking diabolical. It's year. been a weird year, isn't but, it? Um, I quite like what we were saying the other day. We were talking about this with a friend and just talking about, oh, I can't wait for 2017. And our friend said. Yeah, but I bet there were people saying, I can't wait for 1938. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's try to let's, 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 um, let's find the good, come on. Yeah. So, right, I've got a list of things that I loved in 2000. I've got a list of things, it's mainly films, yeah. because I was looking at IMDb a second ago. I've got more films than anything else, because yeah. I do think it's been a good year for well, Should we talk about some films then? What, okay, so... I've, I've also got TV shows and games as well on there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but my games list is quite sparse because I'm talking about board games. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you want to start with films? Yeah, go on. We'll do some films. What, okay. what, what was like 
the sort of best film, maybe not best film, but the sort of surprise film that you a saw. Surprise film last mm. year. All right, because okay. there's certain films that you go to see that you expect to be. Yeah, there's, there's films on this list that were. I think there's one standout film for me that was my favourite film of 2016. Oh, yeah. There's films that I expected to like and did like. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's films that I expected to hate and I hated. Um, <laughs> and there's there's the film that actually surprised me, and you're not going to like this, Rob. Okay, go on. Deadpool. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. On this podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, maybe not necessarily on this, but it might be on this podcast, I don't know, but mm. we've definitely spoke about Deadpool before. Yeah, you you like Deadpool, didn't I you? I like the film a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I just... Did you watch it? Yeah. Okay. I right. watched it. I'm not just watching it to say I hate it because I don't like the character. I have mm. seen the film. Um, it was alright. It was not... Well, I wouldn't watch it again. You wouldn't watch it again? I don't think it's for me. What? Why, though? Because you're someone who likes sort of like schlocky gory horror and things like that or yeah, not even I, horror but you know you like a bit of Robocop too don't you a bit of blood and guts I do, yeah, and, I yeah. do yeah <laughs> but I just think it was too I don't know it's just a bit like obnoxious isn't it and I know that's the sort of character supposed to be obnoxious yeah, yeah. but it's trying too hard to be like clever when it's not I, I didn't think it was trying to be clever I kind of I see where you're coming from I think it definitely tries to be um, self-aware. Yeah. Well, that's I... the, the the idea of the comic. I think yeah. with the, like, the character Deadpool, I've never liked him anyway. He's very... I don't know when he, when he was created. I'm, I think, I'm assuming the 90s, because he just seems like a 90s yeah, comic book character. Even if it wasn't the 90s, it was the 90s in spirit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just that sort of brash... Um, like, almost it, goes, it almost goes back to being one-dimensional characters do you know what I mean yeah I, there, there yeah. was one scene in the film I really liked saying that though mm. which was the sort of it was a montage sex scene yeah that yeah. was brilliant yeah. that was really good it was funny yeah well yeah. done yeah yeah but the, it was alright it had some again the action in it was a bit um, I don't know it sort of reminded me of a film from like I don't know like 2001 or something Space Odyssey no 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 reminded you of <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was exactly like that yeah that was it. Um, um, I mean I'm not saying it was my Favorite film of 2016, but, but I, it was the, you expected I, to hate it. But no, I did. I liked it a lot more than I oh, thought right. I would. I kind of went in um, not really expecting anything. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, and then I ended up really liking it. Yeah, yeah no, it was I'd again, watch it again. I, maybe, maybe, maybe I would if it comes onto like Netflix or something. I'll probably pop it on. Go, but yeah. and realise the error of your way. <laughs> well, no. What did you like about it? If I'm saying I, about what I didn't, I like. I thought it was I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny and, and quite well See, done. See, I didn't. I think to me it was too many like. Oh, look, I've punched him in the dick, Joe. Really. There were bits like that that I thought, oh, yeah, fair enough. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not probably going to laugh at that now. I did, but uh, <laughs> an 18 year old would laugh at that more. But like, well, I think that's stuff... what it is. It is. I think it is aimed at like 18 year olds. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. But uh, there's there was stuff like where he goes to the um, Xavier. The Professor X Mansion, X Mansion, yeah. The X Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean. make like little in jokes there about how there's only two characters because they're the ones they have the rights to. Yeah, and that's stuff. the thing that they're only I fine. like I stuff like that, that. Yeah. because everybody knows about it. You know, yeah. it's like, um, yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I thought it was quite good. I thought mm. it was quite a nice solid. I like, film. It had some good stuff in it. I like the idea of it being mainly like a flashback. So like, yeah. it started within the middle of like a fight scene, and then he's all. Yeah, like, yeah I like that. Um, I, I think I watched it in the middle of a, like a Marvel catch-up as well because I didn't see a lot of them at the cinema. So mm. I was watching, in very quick succession, I saw that, Ant-Man and Civil War. Oh, really? And I think I preferred Deadpool to Ant-Man. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. I, I don't know. I thought it, <laughs> Ant-Man is a brilliant film. 
The only thing that's sad about Ant-Man is yeah. that whenever I... Well, I've watched it over the Christmas break again. Um, and I can't stop thinking, imagine if Edgar Wright made it. Yeah. Like he should have imagined how good it yeah. could have been. That was... I think that has soured yeah. a lot for me. I think Ant-Man yeah. was really good. Again, funny. And... Maybe I'll give it another watch then. But I, again, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I can get over that thing of it. Of it, should, it been... should have been Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah. and Joe Cornish as well. well. Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright wrote the script. Yeah. And it got changed quite a bit, but apparently, because that, that script was written quite a long time ago, I think before Iron Man yeah, came out. Yeah, because that was in about 2008. Hmm. When, when did Iron Man come out? Um, or the first Marvel a studio? A couple of years before that, I think. It was around yeah. that early noughties, the mid noughties <laughs> sort of thing. But I remember um, I used to listen to the Adam and Joe radio show, mm. and occasionally Joe would not be there. Because he was writing Ant-Man. He, he, and he would talk about being like writing for a studio, and obviously that was yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. So it was yeah. one of the first Marvel scripts to be worked on. Yeah, and apparently the humour in it is what informed a lot of like you know yeah. Iron Man and the sort of the way those Marvel films have gone with that sort of sense of humour. Was it Joss Whedon who said that? I remember seeing an article or oh, an with been, someone yeah. who, who was that yeah, so someone quite high up in that Marvel ranking mm. was admitting that you know actually okay Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright had a lot to do with this. Yeah, thing that's going on at the moment, you know. Yeah, Edgar Wright's got a new film coming out this this year, isn't he? Is he called Baby Driver? That getaway driver, I think. Well, I'm, I didn't know that. That's really. I want to write, yeah. write it down. down. Yeah, I am writing it down. I want to. <laughs> I want to research that. Yeah. Um. Uh. I tell you what, I think is good about Deadpool as well. Okay. Um. Is the fact that it was an eighteen. Yeah. And it made a lot of money because I think there's been a real dearth of. R-rated films to use the American lingo. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I think you're. Uh, I think you're right. I think what it's interesting that um, that they did make a superhero movie that wasn't like for kids yeah. necessarily. Yeah, um, and I think the new Wolverine film is going to be quite like Logan. Yeah, going to be quite yeah. brutal. I think, isn't it? And, yeah, that's something I'm actually looking forward to. I'm going to yeah. watch that. I'm going to watch that as well. And yeah. I'm not even a really big fan of Wolverine. You're not? But oh. not really. He's just a bit whiny, isn't he? Really, the best X Men. There's so many better X Men, but name three. Name three. <laughs> three better X Men than Wolverine. <laughs> um, Nightcrawler. I like Nightcrawler. Yeah, he's alright. Um, uh, Colossus is good. He's in the Deadpool film. He is. Yeah. 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 Um, One more. Um, Jean Grey. <laughs> professor Jean Grey. Yeah. No, Doctor. Yeah. Doctor Jean Grey, not a professor. Didn't get a tenure. Um, <laughs> no, I think probably actually someone's people's favourite X Men probably reveal a lot about themselves. All right. I don't know what that says about me, but I was just making a few notes. What was that? Nightcrawler? <laughs> Pervert. Um, Colossus. Pervert. <laughs> and Jean Grey. Feminist. <laughs> um, my, I like Gambit a lot. Oh, yeah. I used to really like... Uh, when I used to watch the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. I He was my favourite in that. Yeah. Mm. But no, Logan's going on my thing of, of what, things. About Cable. I like Cable. Cable, he's had a he's had a, a film outing, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he was in um, Days of Future Past. Oh yeah. Not not in a big yeah. part, but he was in it, which yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. Was that sixteen or fifteen? I don't, remember, I don't remember. No, actually, that's quite a lot older than that, isn't it? That might be fourteen. Yeah, because X Men Apocalypse came out in two thousand sixteen. Did you watch that? No, I'm not seen I didn't it. Watch either. Mm. What was it like? Viewers at home. That bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, the bit with Quicksilver was good, was it? All oh, right. Okay. Hang on. Oh, I'm so confused. There's too many cinema versions of Quicksilver. Right? <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, Deadpool. What about you? What was your shock hit of two? A shock hit? Well, it wasn't. Again, it wasn't really like anything. Uh, well, it, it was just a film I hadn't heard of. It was quite a. Um, 
a little, a smaller film, but I saw a trailer for it and said I need to watch that. Mm. And when I did watch it, it was phenomenal, which was a uh, green room. Cool. So that's Patrick Stewart, Anton Yelchin, yeah. behind the scenes at a uh, like a punk rock gig. Yeah. Cool. So it's like about a, a punk band who like are going on tour, like a really underground small DIY punk band doing yeah. like a very like a DIY tour. Right. They turn up to a gig and it's cancelled and end up doing this shitty gig in like a diner in front of no one and the promoter doesn't pay them. Right. So he says, well, well, I've got another gig for you. My cousin runs this gig. Um, just don't talk to him about politics, but go and play the gig. And they get there and it's a Nazi gig, like skinhead neo-Nazis. Um, so the first thing this band do when they on stage is play Nazi punks, fuck off by the dead Kennedys. Good, good lads. <laughs> and, um, um, and then... Uh, they, when they're in the backstage like green room bit, they they sit someone one of the Nazis has killed a girl, mm. and then they witness like they see the body, so they lock them in the green room, and it's this like tense thriller with all these neo Nazis. The head Nazi played by uh, Patrick Stewart, That's which is quite cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've not seen, and it, he's quite but, like yeah. menacing and horrible in it as well. I reckon quite... he's got that in him. You know, I can see <laughs> yeah. him doing that quite well. You know, he's, he's really yeah. good. And then. Um, like they, it's just a standoff, and it's really tense and just really good film. I, it's recently gone onto Netflix, isn't mm-hmm. it? So I will watch that and I will report back. It's very good. It's very, does, it's it quite violent and quite um, um, bloody. And there's yeah. a particular scene in it which is quite uh, ugh, like stomach turning, <laughs> but it's not like gratuitous. It's no. not yeah exploitative. It's good. I kind of like the fact that they've used Nazis as the big bad in it as well. Yeah, it's like you know neo Nazis, and obviously not. There's a lot of films with Nazis as the big bad, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, again, perfectly out for this year, isn't it? Really, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, cool. what about films that you all the sort of the obvious big ones that you went to see? Uh, see? Well, I saw. Um, didn't go to the cinema a lot this year, I have to no? say. But I went to I went to some of the tentpole releases. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I saw Rogue One. Which I think we're going to do in a separate podcast. Yeah, we'll talk, we? yeah, we'll do. Talk we'll a little talk bit about, about Rogue One. We'll talk a little bit, and then we'll do a, we'll do a bit. I tell you what, actually, there. we should have said already, but yeah. we are going to spoil stuff, aren't we? Oh yeah, yeah. But sorry, I didn't spoil anything about Green Room. No, you just sort of. That's fine because I mean that's my recommendation. I think, like to think most people listening to this has probably seen Rogue One. Yeah, probably by now, haven't it? It's been the it's four four days into the year. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been out for uh, like a few weeks. Yeah, it? cool. So let's. Yeah, do you want to jump into Rogue One then? Yeah, we'll talk and a little we, bit. We, we are going to spoil it, aren't we? I'm definitely going to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, no doubt we will. What did you What did you think of it? Um, have you, how many times have you seen it? Though? Uh, only once. Okay. Only times you've seen it twice now. Have you seen it twice? Yeah. I do want to go again because yeah. everything I say about this film needs to be uh, viewed through the lens of the fact that I fell asleep. A couple of times during it because I went to a midnight screening and I couldn't can't get any time <laughs> off work for that. So I was nodding off um, probably about in the yeah. middle of the film quite a lot. Yeah, but I I was uh, whelmed. I was thoroughly whelmed by it. <laughs> I thought it was quite. I thought it was. It, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I thought it was just a sort of adequate entry. Mm, I disagree. I thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think. Well, I, I, when I went to see it because the first time I saw it was the day of it came out and I was very excited and very like yes 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 yeah. so I thought when they, I went to see it on New Year's Day and I watched it in a different mindset I thought I'm going to watch it with more of a critical eye I'm going to, look, okay. I'm going to sort of watch for it and look for it to be rubbish yeah. basically 
and I still really really liked it I think what we should do we'll, we'll yeah. save that for the podcast yeah, yeah. There's, we, I could talk for I'm sure we both have a lot to yeah, say yeah. about that so let's let's put that to one side we'll, we'll, we'll do, do another, a, we'll a, do another separate robot, special yeah. for it yeah but yeah. I'm not like I'm not saying you're an idiot for like, like <laughs> it I mean, sounds like you are now I'm I didn't not, think that <laughs> until you said that no you're an idiot for many many reasons <laughs> yeah, yeah. as am I but um, no I, th- I just think it was uh, I think it let itself down in a few areas but we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what? Oh, uh, Ghostbusters. I saw that. What oh yeah. That? Can we unite in our opinion on that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I think. Have we already spoken about this? We've spoke about it, but I don't know if we spoke about it after it came out. I think. When did it come out? I don't remember. I, don't I watched. Know. I only watched it fairly recently though, so I haven't. Oh, okay. So we, oh yeah, we haven't. I didn't see it in the cinema. No, I saw it. I saw it in the cinema. Okay. So what, what's your opinion on Ghostbusters? I did, I didn't particularly like it, mm. but it wasn't. F- aimed at me why wasn't the target yeah. audience again, yeah I? that's the main thing again to, yeah. to, to colour this is I am fully aware that I'm not I, that film was not made for me yeah and uh, that ref- perfectly reflects my experience of watching it like, yeah I, yeah didn't enjoy it at all it, there was some good bits in it but it didn't it just wasn't quite right it just what, wasn't right about it where were the good bits <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the first scene with um Oh, I hated it. Really? <laughs> from the what? from the off, what I bit, hated what, it. What bit do you mean? Because it was so fucking broad, and even that opening scene, especially that opening scene, actually, the comedy in it is so—it's just of its time. It's a yeah. it's a 2016 film, and and, and it that that's what. But you could argue, or you could probably say that about the original. Though. You could probably say that Not was a in the same 1984 way. comedy so film. You, there's there, there's laughs in the 2016 Ghostbusters that come from the fact that somebody's farted, or you did just say calm as well. I did, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> or someone's getting like having sick projectile projected into their face. There's laughs that come from that. I can't remember any fart jokes in it. Oh well, maybe a front fart in, oh. in the post credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um. Or there's just there's like there's a bit slapsticky and there's there's jokes that come that don't come from the situation. Whereas the eighty four eighty four yeah Ghostbusters so. it's more it's it's subtler than that. Like it doesn't like because when I, I remember saying this about the trailer and someone said I might have been you said well mm. you know Bill Murray gets slimed in the original one yeah. and that's made into a joke but it's sort of it's not dwelt upon in the same <laughs> way that it was in the two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, one, I think so. I think a lot of the jokes in it. They like it's a lot of a lot of uh, films I notice that I mean, comedy films is that they do all the improvising stuff, yeah, but they don't cut out the good bit. They yeah. sort of let a joke, they sort of let them riff on a joke for ages, but they just leave it all, or maybe not all in, but they they keep they do a fairly good joke, yeah, then they play around with it for a bit until they make it a sort of you know, okay, I'll get it now. It, it, they let it fizzle out, yeah. So they they let the jokes peter out, whereas like. Um, you know, like there's some of the best lines in the '84 ones are just little, not off the cuff, but little like compact little jokes. Like, does this pole still work? Yeah, yeah. Like jokes like that. That you know, it's just good writing. You know, that hasn't come out of actors just dicking around on a set, <laughs> which is no bad thing. Like, yeah, I, like yeah. I like films like that, but to to see a Ghostbusters film like that was way too jarring for me. Yeah. But again, not made for me. I and, no. I, and I know that kids, especially little girls, have loved it. Yeah, and that's been massive. The fact that mm. they can now own that—that's there. Yeah. Is that's a brilliant, huge, great thing. But it's not. Yeah, yeah. I can appreciate it on that level, but as a film, I'm it's sure not in like I liked. thirty years' time when they do a remake of that one, the people that love it now won't like. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be 
I don't know, they'll all be robots. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be yeah. robot Ghostbusters. <laughs> all the, they'll be like, not in my Ghostbusters, I can't watch the original now. But yeah. it's, it's difficult. It's, it's been really hard for me to have not liked it because it was such a... I also don't agree with all the stupid fucking complaints oh, that yeah. went on about it. You know? Oh, yeah. like there, yeah. there are things to dislike about that film and it wasn't the fact that the Ghostbusters are women. No. That is no, no. They, they were some very... They're very talented, like Kirsten Well, yeah, cr- yeah, she's yeah, amazing. She's yeah, brilliant she's in, in the film as well. Yeah, um, um, and, you know, I've seen her in stuff and thought she's been the best stuff thing in it, you know? Yeah. But best object, I mean, by that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, like, she's great in Flight of the Concords. As Bar- yeah, yeah. Barbara. Barbara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it was the problem there. Well, she's good in women. Ghostbusters, though. My voice went really weird. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, they, the world wasn't real. The world that, that, that yeah, 2016 yeah. Ghostbusters in wasn't real. They killed yeah. Bill Murray and no one cared. They killed his character and that was not... Yeah, that, that was, was a weird. Big, that was not a big problem, you know, whereas yeah. if someone died in the 84 Ghostbusters... Yeah. You know, it would have been a big yeah, deal. Do you think part of it is because New York's like a different place now? It's very... Are you talking about 9-11? Do you think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, I, I constantly am. Obviously, yeah, it's a bit worrying. I'm just going to... Should we just acknowledge that there's been a break? Yeah, yeah, yeah we we've break. We were talking about Tom uh, giving up smoking, and yeah. he went and had a cigarette. I'd never said I was giving up, cutting down. Yeah. yeah. How many did you smoke when you are out there? Seven yeah. and a half, and I had a cigar, and a little bit of crack. <laughs> what you did? I thought you rolled them all up in one like, big cigar. Right? No, no, one long one. Oh, oh right, yeah. oh, right. Like yeah. a trucker's. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you was so New York being a different place. Well, uh, yeah, we were, like how it's a bit more like gentrified, isn't it? And New York isn't as uh, back guess, in like eighty four. Yeah. It was quite like a. I mean, I've never been to New York in my life. But... <laughs> Neither have I. Oh, yeah, but like, what well, the, the representation of it in films is quite like yeah. Dangerous in like the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, New York is like a bit more, uh, it's more gentrified and more. Yeah, like... I guess it might be that. It might be that. I don't know. I just, I think I've, I want to correct myself a little bit because I said that the the two thousand sixty one isn't set in the real world, and I yeah. want to make certain that people understand. I know that the eighty four one isn't either, <laughs> but the world makes sense. Like the world of eighty four yeah, Ghostbusters yeah, yeah. is like it's our world with that stuff in it, whereas motivations yeah. like, you, you, sorry you were talking about um, Bill Murray in it what did you think of the cameos in it you... uh, they were oh it's hard isn't it it just sort of made me sad a little bit because yeah. Carol Ramis is dead you yeah know? And, and Dan Aykroyd is <laughs> so Dan Aykroyd isn't dead no. well no I'm glad he isn't but he has, <laughs> he's turned into the Hindenburg basically hasn't he it's like uh... yeah. yeah I thought I, I thought Bill Murray's like cameo and it was not no, it wasn't very good. It was. It wasn't needed. I no. don't think because the thing is, it. it I was... like the idea of having a skeptic in it that was trying to like disprove yeah. them. Like, but they could. Have... And the idea of Bill Murray playing that character is good. It is very. It's a, it was a nice idea. Yeah. But like, who? Why? Who? Who was that in there for? Because the people that film's aimed at aren't going to know who Bill Murray is necessarily yeah, yeah and the people that will know Bill Murray as Peter Venkman aren't going to appreciate yeah it's true that yeah, being yeah. in there so it's, it's, it was a bit of an odd choice yeah and uh, for uh, Dan Aykroyd's one was just a bit yeah, yeah. just a bit yeah and well, Ernie Hudson will be in anything as long as you say Ghostbusters like. yeah but I think his his cameo was probably the best I thought like yeah. same as the last like things like that and uh, Sigourney Weaver's cameo was good 
Yeah, that was all right. And uh, Janine, Janine, Janine was in it as well. I can't remember the name of the actress. Though, sadly, that's the Patsy Bloom. But yeah, overall, quite yeah. But like I said. I appreciate that it's important, and I appreciate that some people probably loved it, but it's not. It wasn't a film. I do want though. Yeah. I really want to read um, Dan Aykroyd's dad's book. All right. Because he wrote a proper book about um, ghosts, ghosts, didn't he? Yeah. Dan Aykroyd's banging to all that, and he. Of course he is. Of course he is. I'm just <laughs> taking my shoes off. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I find that stuff really interesting. Like in Edinburgh, we went to see the Skeptic Society mm. talk, didn't we? Like, no, I'm, I'm into like skepticism, and yeah, I you know I'm. I like all that. I like the idea of, um, like trying to disprove yeah. stuff like that. Not necessarily trying to disprove it, but like going for the more obvious, you know, Arkham's razor, as they say, the yeah. more most logical explanation. I I like the thought of people looking into it scientifically because I think yeah. on both. Well, I think it sides, needs to be because I think if you're yeah. claiming stuff like that, be it you're a psychic medium or you you've seen ghosts, you need to look into it scientifically. Yeah. You, need, you can't just be like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, good. I, li- I like that approach to it. You know, I like yeah. I like that there are people in the world doing that. Yeah. You know, I don't think they'll find anything, but I no. like the fact that this country still has a, a um, paranormal research. Yeah. Uh, um, sector in a university in Edinburgh. I think that's quite cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it came out this year, but this sort of related to it. Um, there was a TV program based on the Enfield haunting. Yes. Did you see that? I didn't, that? but I really, really Timothy wanted Spall to. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Because I find that a little bit quite. Well, they made. I know, I know the film did come out this year. They made the film, a sequel to The Conjuring. Yeah, The Conjuring, and that was and based that was on the based Enfield. On I'm not well. seen it, but it looks like such a wasted opportunity to make. Yeah. The whole Enfield thing into an interesting film. Yeah. And that just looks like any other horror film. Yeah, that what it was really. I've I not think. seen it. I've seen the first Conjuring. I, I, I watched the first part of it because yeah. I, I, yeah, I find the Enfield haunting really, really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I um. Yeah, I kind of watched about ten minutes. And I thought oh, I'm not going to get what I want from this. No. Turned it off. Have um, you seen the Sky TV series? No, That's I really do good. really want yeah, it. It's really good. Um, then it wasn't what I exactly wanted it to be. What did you want it to be? Well, I wanted it to come from both from the sceptical side of it. Okay. So it being yeah, like well, one of the best possession films I've ever seen, other than The Exorcist, is a film called Requiem. I think uh, I spoke you about tell that me before, about this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it is, I mean, when you watch The Exorcist, there's no denying that. She's, Reagan's yeah, possessed. Yeah, like, there's no, she's yeah. possessed by the demon. She's floating about and her head spinning around and all yeah. this stuff. Whereas Requiem, it's it's the grey area. So I think that's that's the interesting. Yeah, that's bit, isn't yeah, it, yeah. You know, um, yeah. And it's based on a true story of uh, a, ger- a girl in Germany in the seventies, Annalise Mikkel. Yeah, who was possessed. And I did say keep it positive, but this is really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but she died during a um, exorcism. Yeah, when she clearly needed. Like medical help. Yeah, that's when it. Um, yeah, it's it, that sort of stuff I find yeah. interesting and sad and uh, fascinating in a sort but of morbid way. But it yeah. is. I think it's something that it kind of it is fascinating. The, the the most fascinating thing is that it's still a part of the world in two. Yeah, like the idea that people like um, Derek Acora or whatever goes and tours around and makes make, does make yeah. a living. Yeah. Being a psychic medium, yeah, talking to dead people. I heard a really good um, analysis of that the other day. Just a quick little summation of it. I can't remember who said it, but they were saying like the weird thing about that is that we're always obsessed with these people, and when they get debunked, yeah, 
the pub Joe Public doesn't say, oh well, you know that's rubbish. Yeah. What they say is, well, we need to find another one. Yeah, you know? and then it's like there's this other supernatural hero. Yeah, up, it's you know? um, again a really good documentary. I don't know if I think that might have come out. 2015 maybe an honest liar about James Randi I was Randy. about to mention that yeah 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 um, should we say a ground rule which is we're allowed to talk about stuff that we've seen this year whether it's yeah alright fair enough because like, yeah, yeah. I, I watched that this year and I, I fucking love James Randi anyway. oh yeah James yeah. Randi's a hero yeah um, that documentary is amazing is a, yeah absolutely yeah. amazing yeah because he um, he properly went after people like that didn't he he yeah. kind of led a bit and he ended up winning the MacArthur Genius yeah. award for it so he could just go after people like that and uh the, 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 my favourite section in that is when he debunks Peter Popoff you know the Christian faith healer yeah the like, TV him. evangelist yeah yeah. Like, where um, he they secretly recorded they sort of tuned into the radio channel that his wife was giving information for a headset yeah. while he was on stage yeah. and then went on to I forgot what TV programme it was but one of the big American talk shows um, and then showed the video that's the first one and then showed the recordings of his wife basically feeding him information, mm. but then he's but they talk about that and saying how when you go into one of his big like you know these mega churches where he does he would do all these things, um, you'd have to fill in like questionnaires and yeah. stuff. And yeah. Surely instantly, you would think, yeah. Well, this I mean, isn't. I would, you yeah. would, but people want to be fooled, don't they? Yeah. You know, they, they the, the problem is if people want to believe that they will, no matter what. You, you confront them with because the, I think they even say in that honest lie the fact is that Peter Popoff is still working mm. he's like got a like a Christian shopping channel now yeah. you know? so he's still yeah. earning a fair amount of money from that bullshit yeah. you know yeah it's, it's, it's uh, funny old world it's a strange thing I do I mate, I think in this year I think I am going to go and see a psychic meeting you keep I've saying always, I've always yeah, said yeah, I wanted yeah. to see I, I tell you what I'd, like, I'd quite like to go as well because mm. I think I, but the thing is it's like you know you know it's bullshit but the, yeah. the problem is, is it's it's not. Um, I don't think you'll have a problem with this, but I think what, what what some people would struggle with is like knowing it's bullshit, but not being aware of what's happening either. So not picking out things like cold reading, or not picking out the things like leading questions, and then getting fooled into yeah. thinking, oh shit, something's happening here, you know? Because um, there's lots of like linguistic tricks that they play yeah. that make it seem like they've got the right answer when they haven't, you know? And it's 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 I think the problem is when people don't notice that because it's stuff yeah. like if I say to you, "Oh, you haven't been on holiday recently, have you?" Mm. Whatever you say, I'm right. Yeah, because I've I've not definitively said yeah. whether that's a question or a statement. You know, it's, it's in that James Randi documentary where he says it's like magicians do this exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, but again, the name of the documentary, "Honest Liar," is yeah. that you're honest about it. You're telling people that you're tricking them. Yeah. Whereas a psychic medium or TV evangelist or whatever is doing it like exploitatively and gaining money in a dishonest way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. When you know, if they're really good at that, and they probably are, like Derek Okora, is never seen him do it, but he's probably an amazing yeah. uh, mentalist in the old like stage tradition sense. Um, Definitely, stage sense, you'd have you know? to only be able to that, that successful and to be able to sell out these big theatres and stuff. Yeah. You have to be. There's a certain level of charisma, and a certain a level of being just talented yeah. and like likable on stage. And it, I guess it's a similar trait to doing stand up as well. I guess. Yeah. Like it's it's stage controlling the room. It's and, exactly yeah. what it is. It's, it's no. It's re, being able to read people because we we both know that when you're emceeing, you can just look at someone and know whether they want to be spoken to or not. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's that, but amplified. It, mm. And then 
It's very interesting. It's um, I've run out of things to say. I was going to say something about that. Oh, but what I was going to say is, it's sort of, <laughs> you know, what I find really interesting is I think that actually there's not an awful lot separating Derek Acora from Darren Brown. No, I think they they have the same shtick and the same sort of act. Um, and Darren Brown actually isn't honest about what he does because he says it's all like, oh, this is all NLP yeah. and like things like that. He's just coming. He's saying it's science. Yeah. But it's still. He's it's still not. He's still doing stage magic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is, and I've met people uh, that are convinced that he is like he can do all of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, yeah. He can't. No, you know? no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if he could, he would have gone and got the million pounds off of James Randi. Well, exactly. Right now, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that was a nice little interesting tangent. Little tangent. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, okay, so where where did that come from? We were talking, we were talking about, Ghostbusters. about Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah, we've done yeah. Ghostbusters, we've done Rogue One, we've done Deadpool. Um, oh, I tell you what, this was a big surprise hit for me oh, in yeah, 2016. Um, I kind of knew I would like it, but I didn't expect to like it this much. Mm-hmm. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ah, I've got that on my list as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good film. Yeah, really good. I really enjoyed yeah. uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the cinema. I'd like to see it again. Where did I? I think I rented it a little while ago. Yeah, I saw yeah. it in the in the cinema. Quite a late, like a late night showing of it as well. So I was sort of half asleep, but I still, I re- really, really enjoyed it. Very yeah. good film. Yeah, I thought um, it's, it's got an interesting story, isn't it? Do you know the ins and outs of how it was made? Well, wasn't it written as like a spec script um, yeah. called like the bunker or something? Yeah, and then J.J. Abrams sort of change the name of it to link it into this weird anthology thing they're doing with Cloverfield I guess well my understanding of it is and I might be wrong about this mm. that it had actually already been made oh. um, and then they picked it up at distribution and that's when J.J. Abrams came on board and they did a slight they reshot certain bits and like put some extra scenes in and mm. then released it so I'm, oh. I'm not sure which one of those stories is actually oh, right, correct yeah, I, I, I've heard yeah. that it's quite interesting mm. I wonder why though why because it wasn't was Cloverfield such a big hit that I think like it, ride the back of it. I think it probably is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it's in a lot of people's minds, isn't it? it yeah. It, I actually think Cloverfield is a very good film. I think it's yeah, better, I than, it, yeah. better than the last Godzilla film, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. But um, and I think it it probably did have um a lot more recognition because it had Cloverfield in the title it's than true. if it hadn't. You know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, I like it. I wonder if they will do a whole series of Cloverfield films. I think if they're all, sort of all a bit Twilight Zone-ish. And... If they're all going to be that calibre, I think that would be brilliant. Because know? I thought Ten Cloverfield Lane was better than Cloverfield. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I yeah, really, yeah. it's just a really nice idea. John Goodman's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Watching people... him be like horrible in it is quite unnerving. He's, he's good at that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm used yeah. to seeing him, you know, as... Dan, Dan yeah. in, in Roseanne. Uh, <laughs> Just in case people haven't seen it, it's about um, a woman. She wakes up. She has a car accident. Wakes up in trapped in a nuclear bunker with Dan uh, John Goodman, and he's like sort of telling her that the outside world is bad and that she needs to stay there. And it kind of goes on from that. And yeah. If you have seen it, we're probably going to spoil a few things now. At least I know I want to. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. We'll talk about. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, yeah. Skip ahead like uh, a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or pause it go and watch Ten Cloverfield Lane yeah that's back, a much better yeah. idea yeah <laughs> um, but yeah I, I just thought it was really fucking well made like it was really just a, like, yeah well I like really it again well it has that, that I like quite like a film where it is you know something like Night of the Living Dead where yeah. it's clearly low budget but it's all focused in one little room they've made they've um, made the most of the money that they had yeah. with that film you know they've they've made it 
smart. I can't speak tonight. <laughs> Fucking hell. They've, they've been clever in the way that they've used yeah, the budget yeah. and the resources. Oh, that's the can't Tom, speak a lot. Tom, can't yeah. speak a lot. I should be able to speak now. That's yeah, the yeah, peak, yeah. Um, I went full film student on it as well. <laughs> I totally, I've got a total um, analysis of that film, what I yeah, think yeah. that film's about. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go on. I think that film is about uh, the end of a relationship. Yeah. Um, a an abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah. And then her like getting over that because there's the scene at the beginning. You know when she leaves, mm-hmm. she gets in her car. Do you remember what happens? She doesn't. She's something to do with her boyfriend. She, she breaks up with yeah, her boyfriend. Yeah. She because she, she leaves her engagement ring on the side. Yes. She drives away. She's in a bit of a you know state. Clearly mm. something's happened. And I think then when she goes into the bunker, I think that Dan. Calling Dan, John Goodman, <laughs> and the the other character, the younger guy in there. Yeah, I think they represent two sides of the person that the relationship she yeah. enters into. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, she's they've, he's got this like charming side that's kind of mm. attracted her to him, and also like he's a strong character, so she's he's going to yeah. protect her. Um, and then she starts becoming stronger because of that relationship, and 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 initially this person formed of these the two different sides gives her the tools or helps her find the tools she needs to get yeah. herself out of that situation. But then as soon as she gets too close to that, the charming nice side disappears and it's yeah. just this brute that wants to stop her from leaving. And that's backed up for me at the end when she leaves and she discovers that she, she is going down on the outside. Mm. She makes a decision of whether she's going to like look after herself or go and help other people. And at the end, she's decided that she's actually learned enough from that. To go and oh, I was going to say, what do you think? Like, how? What how does the sort of alien thing? At well, the, the, end the come alien into it, thing but... on the is the outside world. That's yeah, why she's yeah. scared. She's scared yeah, of yeah. engaging with that because yeah. she's a broken person. And then at the end, wow. she learns how to be a stronger person. And she goes off and deals with the outside world on her own. That's my analysis of Ten Cloverfield <laughs> Lane. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have a similar thing for Deadpool? Deadpool yeah. is all about fucking from beginning to end. <laughs> about how being punched in the dick is hilarious it, well that yeah. is I, I'm going to read that film in, under that view yeah. <laughs> but no um, really well written well, well acted and, yeah uh, very good film really yeah. really like that Yeah, I would say go and watch it if you haven't seen it but if you've listened to all this don't bother I've just, we've just you've ruined it, it for you yeah. <laughs> I love the way you look at the mic when you're yeah I do it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, one, yeah it's nice nice <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice um, uh, any other films a good film I saw this year, yeah, or last year, should I say, was a little horror film called Don't Breathe. Oh, I've heard that's good. Mm. Yeah, this is about the kids breaking into a, a blind man's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. It was the the guy who directed it directed the Evil Dead remake. Okay, um, which I wasn't so keen on, but it's yeah, it's about the like a group of like sort of I don't know teens that break into they do like burglaries. Yeah, and uh, they break into this guy's house who's like an ex marine or something who's right. blind and um they uh it's just it's this weird, again like a tense thriller with them in this house with this guy who can't see right but who is like combat trained okay sort of stalking them about it's very good really really good and it has again a sort of almost twist ending and like 10 cloverfield lane sort of does and it's just a really, yeah, really good filming like is he not actually blind is that the twist no he is oh, he is okay. blind oh. yeah no <laughs> so, working out this time I think um, I th- I've seen a couple of other good horror films this year as well oh, yeah. The Witch really yeah we were talking Witch. about that before we record oh, I haven't actually seen that yet I've got uh, I've got 
Get on Blu-ray in the other room to watch. Definitely worth watching. watching. I won't say too much about it if you yeah. haven't seen it because I care about what you think. Don't care about, <laughs> I care about these yeah. idiots. Um, but yeah, definitely worth watching. It's um, it, the the thing that it took me. I thought I would have a lot of problem getting over is that it's Chris Finch from The Office. I was here. The main character, yeah, but he's actually really fucking <laughs> yeah, good yeah. in it. Um, it's uh, to give it sort of a, the elevator pitch. It's The Exorcist set in colonial America. Sweet. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. And it's yeah very cool really fucking creepy as well yeah. at certain points yeah but then no grey area <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a lot of grey area oh. it's the woods isn't it it's pretty grey it's more green isn't it really? it's autumn mm. oh, well, brown <laughs> earth, earth tones isn't it really um, any other good horrors this year good horror yeah. um, well it's not a film but I'm sure we'll talk about it there's mm. horror um, I'm sure you know what I'm going to talk about go on Stranger Things yeah. We did a whole podcast about Stranger Things. We did, things. so we don't need to go into too much too detail. Much it. But yeah, my God, that was good. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah brilliant. Absolutely uh, brilliant. Did we talk about the fact that had season two been confirmed when we spoke about yeah, it? I'm not sure, but it has definitely yeah, now, yeah. isn't it? it I'm is, uh, worried about that. Why are you worried? Because I would rather they did an anthology. I'd Same. rather see another story done by the Duffer Brothers in that style. Because I don't... I mean, I might, I pro- I might be... I'm sure it'd be really wrong. good, but... Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, well, that has a nice ending to it. Yeah. Stranger Things. It's it's now it's. I don't really want to watch how they pull those characters back into mm. that scenario. You know, I, but I, I there I you know Hop was amazing. I love that character. Yeah. So seeing him again in anything is going to be really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't a Sean Austin in the new? Uh, oh really? Yeah, that's why. Uh, from the Goonies. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. love it if they brought all of them back. All the, all of the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a couple of them dead now. Um. Corey were both the Corys in it no nothing Corey Haim was Corey Feldman's definitely in it is he dead no oh it's Haim that's dead Corey Haim's dead yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sad but they brought back all the Goonies <laughs> yeah um, okay so if we move, I've got a couple of more films just okay, to mention then we can go on TV Hateful Eight was this year oh was that this year yeah that, that was this oh, year yeah that was um, good you really liked that I really liked Hateful Eight yeah. I liked it not as much as I expected to oh really yeah I was um just because I really fucking love Django Unchained, and I I thought it was better than Django Unchained. I really like Django Unchained. Yeah, but I think um, Hateful Eight's more my sort of film. Okay, it's full of references to the thing. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I I said after I watched it, I said it's like a mix of the thing, the Evil Dead, yeah, and Reservoir Dogs. Hey, yeah, I hadn't seen that spin before. Yeah, it, that's what that film is basically. Like, yeah. I think I'd probably need to give but it another watch. Oh, man, I do love a cowboy as well. Though. That's the thing. And Bruce, Kurt Russell as a cowboy. Like, and I love Kurt Russell as well. And Bruce, Bruce Dern was in it as yeah. well. I was, like seeing yeah, him yeah. back out of the shed. Um, but, <laughs> no, in a shed, in it. Oh, yeah. Back in the shed. <laughs> Just like in Silent Running. Um, sort of pot in shed, wasn't it? Pot in shed in space. I do. Maybe I should watch it again because I think if. I've noticed this year I will tend to not like films as much on the first viewing as I did on the second one. Yeah. We were talking about Days of Future Past earlier, and it's like I realised I actually quite like that film, and I was yeah. a bit disappointed the first time I watched it. So maybe well, I need to go back to. I've had this this realization recently. Okay, where I, I I get really annoyed at people like criticizing films, and I know I've been doing it. <laughs> go on, why? Go on. Because I think what do people like? It's it, people have got this sort of attitude with not just films but sort of anything where either it's it's perfect and if it's not perfect it's instantly shit and not worth anything. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think th- I think a little bit of that is fine. Do you know what I mean? You can f- you can if something's wrong with something, I think yeah. it's, it's cool to kind of like an- analyze it in that way. But people do take that far too yeah. far. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, yeah. it's where it's sort of like, well, if you don't like that aspect of it, then the whole film shit. Yeah. When I mean, even my favorite films. There's no perfect films apart from Robocop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like every all the best films yeah, have got stuff. Everything wrong with has it. got something wrong with it. Like my favorite film is Raiders of the Star. The biggest mm. thing wrong with that is that Indy has no influence on the plot whatsoever. You yeah. know, it's like there are you will find things to dislike mm. about anything. You know, um, and I think if like if that film came out now, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. you'd get these blogs about it and all these YouTube videos. Twenty things wrong with. Yeah, it raised the last night. Blah, 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 and all the oh, it just really winds me up. Like, uh, I get it. I get it was it, the I get sort it. of people's reaction to Rogue One that really. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, we might fall out. Though, <laughs> um, just to quickly go on that, I thought it was a good film. I just didn't love it as much as I thought I would. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And I, I felt like that after the release of The Force Awakens, I felt like there were people who were out there yeah. to find something wrong yeah. with it because so many like people liked it, and I think. Uh, I think Force Awakens again. There are things wrong with it, yeah. But I don't think there are as many things wrong with it as there are in Rogue One. Yeah. But no, what? I think Force Awakens is better than Rogue One. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not going to fall out that much. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I tell you what, what didn't come out this year. It just, just under the wire of last year in November last year was Master of None. Have you seen that? Um, I watched the first few episodes. And it was very good, but for some reason oh, I just yeah, I sort of that. yeah I will watch that. I love that. But again, I saw people online slating that for reasons that just weren't valid. You know, like did you watch the episode about the um, uh, like the problem like the problem <laughs> Indian actors have in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. people were calling that racist. White people were calling that racist, and it's like. You've missed yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. fucking point, you know. But yeah. well, I don't understand how you would find that racist, even. I think they were saying it was. Oh, I'm going to stop talking about this now because this is one thing in particular that happened on Facebook. Okay, so, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's. Um, I I totally agree with you. Some people just they can't seem to enjoy anything, or yeah. if if someone else enjoys something, they've got to find reasons why yeah, yeah, that yeah. person is wrong. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. mainly those sort of like YouTube videos you see, like all those articles you see on yeah. blogs that's like, oh, 20 things wrong with so and so. Problem, isn't it? That if, because people will click on that. Yeah. You know, if you saw something that said 20 things we loved about Rogue One, I'm sure more people would click on the one about hating the film than loving it. I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. sad, isn't it? That's it like is, a, yeah. but that's that's where we're at with like clickbait and stuff like mm. that. You know, uh, how are you with clickbait? Are you easily swayed by it? Depends what it is. I think I could. I think I'm. I don't know. I'd like to think I'm. I can easily see if it's clickbait or not. But it depends what it is. If it's something I'm interested in, yeah, I'll probably click it. I, I have a big problem with clickbait. <laughs> I can't resist some of it. Like I noticed this because I was scrolling through my Facebook newsfeed mm. and I thought this is all fucking clickbait. Like I, every five posts, I'd get one line from someone I know. But then, yeah, clearly I struggle. I have to click on things like. Oh, um, ten pictures of what celebrities look like now. Oh, you won't yeah, believe yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's, um, it's a struggle. It is a constant struggle. Well, I always think, I don't know. You, just, you sometimes just see them where you think, well, that's going to be like a shit website. Yeah. But if it comes from a more reputable, you know, like if it, I don't know, Buzzfeed are bad for it, aren't they? Where you, yeah. You, but again, like you can go on a, uh, I was going to say, a click hole through Buzzfeed for ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, just go on ClickHole. Just go on ClickHole. Click yeah. Clickhole is the best website on the internet. There's no <laughs> dispute in it. 
Okay, I've got one more, two more films to talk about. Oh, I got them. The first one I'm going to talk about is Trumbo. Have you seen this? No, I don't even know what that is. Trumbo is worth watching. It's about. You've been a Dumbo that came out years ago. Mate. Oh fuck me, I am. It's about yeah, elephant. About elephant. Yeah. No, this one is about a elephant in the form of a man, and his <laughs> elephantine uh, ability. It's about Dalton Trumbo. Do you know who that is? I don't. I didn't know before I watched the film yeah. either. But he was a screenwriter who got like caught up in the. Um, House of Un-American Activities yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he got blacklisted and couldn't work mm. he ended up actually going to jail about over it even though he had a communist well pretty much yeah. but he hadn't broken any law but he got sent to, to jail along with yeah, a few yeah. other writers um, it's a really really good film Brian Cranston plays this, we'll this to, writer uh, we'll have to watch that I, yeah. I find that era fascinating it is fascinating um, yeah and it's quite interesting watching it in 2016 yeah. because it's um, I can't do that now can I Oh yeah, oh, sorry, I have to watch right. it in 2017. Should have told you last week. Well, it'd be totally different now. It will still apply to 2017. <laughs> no, no, no celebrities will die this year. That's one oh, thing. Yeah, we, uh, we all live forever now. Don't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. We made it through. Yeah, there'll yeah. be no. I don't need to quit smoking. I'm going to live <laughs> yes. forever now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's fascinating. And uh, Brian Cranston's. I. This is going to sound so like what the fuck do I know? But I think Brian Cranston uh, reach, has reached the peak of his acting potential in that film. Oh, wow. Because he is really good. Mm. And I started it thinking, oh, this is clearly him trying to win an Oscar. And he might. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's, um, he's very good at it. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. Mm. Um, no, but I do find that era like fascinating. The whole idea of it is just... Well, it you is, say, you it's, say it's mind-boggling, but similar things happen now, yeah. you know. And I think it's probably going to get worse over well, 2017. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is worth watching because it's, it's just ridiculous like these people lost their livelihoods yeah. over this and you know they weren't they weren't agitators they weren't trying to yeah. dismantle the government they were just they believed in a better deal for people yeah and they were told that that was un-american you know it's, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. I would definitely recommend watching that as, yeah that sounds great I'll watch that definitely um, so that's the and then the, what was your top film of 2016 have you mentioned it yet uh Probably Green Room. Green Room? Yeah. Mine was Anomalisa. Oh, yeah. I um, want to see that. Yeah, it's on it's, it's on Netflix now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that the one I'm thinking of? We're thinking of the same film. Is it uh, the animate, animated yeah, film? Stop oh, is that on Netflix? Yeah, it went it? on there oh, yeah. about a week ago, yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, but it's it's just fantastic. Mm, yeah, I want um, to see that. How do you feel about Charlie Kaufman anyway? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. being John Malkovich. Yeah, John, like, being John yeah. Malkovich is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible film, yeah. yeah. And this is, it's, it's, it's in that vein. Yeah, I think him, being John yeah. Malkovich uh, is one of those films where I think like pretty much every line in it is brilliant. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just it's absolutely amazing. So many fantastic ideas in that film. Like the fact The Office is on like yeah, yeah. half floor. <laughs> yeah, 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 It's yeah. just slightly too small. It's fantastic. Um, and where he, Charlie Sheen in it is like as his friend, and they call, and he calls him Machine. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. calls him Malcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so many weird little things in that film. Yeah, and Anomaly yeah. uh, is is definitely in that. Um, oh, awesome. Can be. It's, it's been around for a while. It was a radio play that Charlie Kaufman wrote. Oh, okay. And um, it. Made by Starburns Industries. All so right, Starburns. Dan Harmon. No, um, Starburns from um, Community. It's his production company. Yeah, but isn't that because it isn't? Uh, what's it, it called? Um, Rick and Morty's made by. Yeah, that, yeah. But Starburns. I don't think Dan Harmon's involved with it. Oh, I it's thought he Dino, was. He might be. Oh, Dino, whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah, he saw the radio play, got the rights to it, and produced this film. Cool. It's, it's just beautiful, beautifully animated. There's there's scenes in it that are just mm. gorgeous. Um, there is a stop motion sex scene in it. 
which is, is as good as the puppet sex scene in Team America. It's better because <laughs> um, on average, an animator will produce two seconds of footage a day. Yeah. So I was just watching that going, that was months. That was <laughs> months. Someone was there just making these two puppets fuck. <laughs> But that it, that's not like it's a really beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I will watch that. It does look really good, and it's weird in a really good way because it lets. Uh, I won't say a lot about it, but it lets the weirdness come out slowly. So it starts quite sort of right. yeah, normal, right. yeah. and then you slowly get the idea that some actually something's not quite right. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really good. I'll watch, yeah, I'll watch that tomorrow. Watch that. Yeah. Favorite film of the year. Sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I all get confused about what films come out. Internet because there's certain films I watch, yeah, like you know, but I think that's that's sort of the way things are now, isn't it? Yeah, you just watch stuff when you want, just wait for it to come to Netflix, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, yeah, and also, like, you have access like this year in 2017, I've started watching Seinfeld, you know, yeah, because it's gone to Amazon, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I've never seen Seinfeld, well, I have seen bits of Facebook, I've never watched it properly. No, I've never watched the full episode. Is it as good as what everyone says? I really like it, like, I like, do you watch, do you watch Kirby and yeah, 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 you can tell it's written by. Or, you know, Larry David's had a hand in it. It's yeah. in that same sort of camp. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Beloved Cunt the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. There's some brilliant stuff in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I was thinking if someone hasn't seen Kirby Infusion, then I have no idea. Don't I'm, come any I'm context. Gonna... Yeah, yeah, Beloved Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the the episode with the ejaculate as well? Ejaculate on the cushion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I need to watch that again, really. Um, so do I. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great program. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that is films done. That's all the films done. That's every film that come out yeah. this year. So TV. We mentioned Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, any other top tips or <laughs> top picks of this year? <laughs> not not well, not that I can think of. I don't really know much what things have come out on TV. I mean, all like Netflix or things like that. Oh, Daredevil was that Daredevil I series two? Was two, was two was this year. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Luke Cage was good. Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. I preferred Luke Cage to Daredevil season two. No. No? Uh, oh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think um, Tom's lost it a little bit. <coughs> very good. But and I, Luke Cage was really good. Yeah, Luke Cage was brilliant. Yeah. The music in Luke Cage was amazing. Um, you know what? Yeah. Turn me on to hip hop. At I last. I never, never really got the appeal of hip hop before watching Luke Cage. Yeah. I, I was it. trying to convince. I remember in Edinburgh, I was trying to convince you that Wu Tang Clan are good. Yeah, because no. we were listening to it, and you were like, well, "Why is this better than like any other hip hop?" <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't get the distinction. Yeah, yeah. But like, was it was it uh, Method Man in? Because Method Man does an amazing rap in like the, the penultimate episode of Luke Cage. It wasn't that. I'll tell you exactly what track it was. Yeah, yeah. Really fucking drew me in. Yeah. It's called because um, you know, like they would often start the episode like, with someone auditioning in the yeah. club. And there was one particular song called Hail to the Chief. No, Long Live the Chief. Hail to the Chimp. Hail to the Chimp, yeah. Long, I've just got to find out who it was by. <laughs> no, there's, like, Long Live there's... the Chief by Jadena. Jadena. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that blows my mind, yeah. that song. I've listened to that. What other like, hip-hop have you got into? Um, I haven't investigated too far, but yeah. I've listened to a lot of NWA. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was supposed to be a good film. I've not seen that. The Straight Out of Compton. Straight Out of Compton. That's supposed yeah, to be I good. You would have seen that. No, I've yeah, not seen yeah, that. Yeah. I will, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that actually. Yeah, now that I've had my mind. Now changed. you're uh, yeah. you've come in with your uh, your hip hop wear. You're wearing a load of Wu wear, right? You've got a bit. Yeah. Baggy I, jeans. You know what? I, I've got a pair of Wu Tang baggy jeans. Have you? Yeah, I might break them out now that I'm done. Surely you shouldn't be allowed to wear Wu Wu wear. Because no, not if you like before you liked hip hop. I, I didn't know who they were. I just like the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I got into music very late. 
Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I didn't... Because music wasn't really played in my house when we were growing up. All right. So... Um, <laughs> you said one of the funny things I've heard you say we were in Edinburgh when you were comparing and you were asking someone, like, oh, choose a song. And you said, oh, I don't know. I can't choose any song. Like, oh, I don't really like music. Yeah. And you said, oh, I'm sorry. I was a bit saying I've never met anyone without a soul before. <laughs> Luckily, I had that in the canon already. Yeah, that nice. was a line I'd written. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's weird. But um, it just wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Yeah. So I remember being probably about 10 and thinking, okay, I'll start getting into music. So I went and bought a cassette. And the genre of music I decided to get into, right? Yeah. First cassette I'd ever bought yeah, in my brilliant. life. Right? Gone. Now that's what I call rap. This is what <laughs> I, like, little white boy, 10 years old, growing yeah, up in the country. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was... Um, Still quite like a lot of the songs on that. Like, so you you do like rap? I do, I do. You do yeah, like yeah, hip hop? Yeah, yeah. It's just what like, was on there? Do you remember what was on there? Uh, Mr. Wendell. Do you remember that? No, that was on there. It was stuff like uh, Regulate. Yep. Mark Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, tracks like that. I'll have to see, have to see if I can find that yeah. album on Spotify. That <laughs> yeah. Down memory lane. yeah. But yeah. Um, and then it took me until I was about 16. To actually start, and then I started hanging out with people that were into music. What was the first sort of uh, record that really sort of got you into music the first one I found and I felt like was mine yeah. was uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Space Robots by the Flaming oh, Lips, Flaming Lips. that yeah. was the first one I discovered on my own and yeah. loved and I think that's why it stuck with me because I found it you know yeah, no, yeah. what about you well the f- well, it was just Queen like it was uh, my first true obsession was Queen yeah. like, I don't uh, mind Queen I just prefer Mike Yarwood when it comes to novelty music you know like <laughs> Like the Womble stuff and stuff like that, which is. <laughs> oh, he knows how to work. Mike, Mike Bat, wasn't it? Yeah. Not Mike Yarwood. You don't know anything about no, no. novelty music like Queen. Exactly, yeah. You're obviously a. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll defer to the expert on this. So, what is their best novelty song? Probably the one about the bicycles, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, why did why did we bring up music? Um, I I like Queen. I'm Queen are amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, Queen yeah, are amazing. Yeah. And again, I get a lot of stick from a lot of people for liking Queen. No, you shouldn't. They are. They were a yeah. very good band. Favorite Queen song? Oh man, why are we doing this? I don't know. Um, no, I can't choose a favorite Queen song. That's, that's you can't say that. I've What's your favorite Beatles song? Uh, changes, but that's no, David Bowie. 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 <laughs> uh, depends on my mood, but more often than not, it's Dear Prudence. I was expecting you to say I can't pick a favourite Beatles song. It, it depends. On my well, mood. exactly. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Well, what is your favourite Queen song today? I like. Um, if, no, you I had, can't. if you were going to put one on right now, what would you put on? Well, again, it depends. If I don't know. No, I can't. right now. What were you? Gonna I'll just put on. All I'll do is I'll just put on on Spotify and just put on every song. Put it on random. Well, at the same time, because obviously we play all the Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The to be honest, they have got a lot of shit songs. Yeah, so yeah. Be, but yeah. they made a lot of songs, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I like uh, "You're My Best Friend." Oh, cheers! But what's your favorite Queen song? I fucking knew that that was gonna. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is one of my favorites. I like. Um, Again, all the sort of the singles are very good. Normally, like you know, you, you want to be like, oh, I like this the school album track, but I love like "Don't Stop Me Now." Well, yeah, they're, they're Killer Queen's amazing. They were the singles yeah. for a reason, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, did you watch that documentary about Queen that came out this year? That was apparently terrible. <laughs> well, where they had actors playing them in like, yeah, sort of, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't. I why oh. would why would I watch that? You should do because <laughs> as you've identified, the Beatles are one of my favourite bands, yeah. and I've seen some god awful Beatles biopics <laughs> yeah 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 there's a great one great one because it's shit <coughs> called John and Yoko yeah where one of the McGann's plays John 
Um, not the main McGann, it's one of the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he might have been the McGann from the upper hand. <laughs> that McGann. Uh, but I've not thought about the upper hand in years. Cheers, bro. Think about it weekly, mate. I'm waiting <laughs> for that to come onto Netflix. Um, but yeah, that, that's fucking diabolical. Mike Myers is in it. Mike Myers? Before yeah. he was famous. Oh, he, right, so it was quite old then. Oh, it's quite old, yeah. yeah Mike yeah. Myers plays a delivery man. Amazing. Sent, gives a letter to does he do a terrible Scottish accent? No, I think he does a terrible British accent. Oh, wow. But um, Peter Capaldi's in it. Oh, wow, yeah. Playing George Harrison. <laughs> and he plays him really angrily. Because like, it's Peter Capaldi. Yeah, but it's also George Harrison. Does <laughs> he like, play him like Malcolm Tucker? Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's until uh, Paul McCartney's got a face like Doc Cotton that can piss off a nettle. But that's, he, yeah, he's constantly scowling as Harrison. I thought, who was in charge of that decision? Yeah, that's, so, yeah. Mm. There's, uh, yeah, but there we go. There's a lot of Beatles shit yeah. out there. Yeah, same with Queen, though. Yeah. Have you ever seen We Were Rock You? No. Dog shit. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why would I watch that? Yeah. Um, yeah. The plot of it is basically the plot of 2112 by Rush, though. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, like, Rush that. is like the con- it's like a whole concept album of Wait, wait, so Ben Elton isn't a genius? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry to break it. <laughs> Geddy Lee and Neil Peart are. Um, oh. No, like, it's. isn't Again, I've not seen Will Rocky, but isn't it like rock music's been banned yeah. in the dystopian future yeah, yeah yeah and then they just don't they go across the seven seas of riot to get Brian May's yeah, guitar yeah. is that right it is yeah well the idea of 2112 is that like rock music has been banned by the temple of syrinx and, they, and someone finds a guitar and they take it back and play it to them and they, cool yeah. um have you ever seen across the universe no i haven't the no. beatles version yeah. of that is um when i first watched it i thought oh this isn't actually that bad mm. and I had that opinion until this weekend when I was listening to some Beatles yeah. and I realised that I now can't listen to certain Beatles songs without thinking about Across the Universe oh and that pisses me off yeah. I don't want that in my head but it's in there <laughs> <laughs> it is weird I think why do, would you think again getting people to do these songs thinking oh, I, think, I know what I could do I reckon I could probably do a Beatles song justice mind you I, there are some Beatles covers I quite like there's a really, really good acoustic cover of Tomorrow Never Knows that is it's a nice listen. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Um, well, has there been any... Because I'm really out of the loop with music. music has there yeah, been anything that's come out this year? I do not know. I, I haven't paid close enough attention no, to it. I, I, um, I'd, quite like, I'd quite like to listen to the, <coughs> the latest album by... Nick Cave and the Bad Seas that came Oh yeah, year. I'd imagine that's pretty heavy going. Tree, yeah. But I've heard it is very heavy yeah, going, yeah. 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 Um, other than that, I just don't follow it. No, I, yeah, I don't really. No, it's no. bad, isn't it? Well, um, <laughs> a couple of other things I want to talk about on TV. Westworld, you started watching oh, that Oh, I've not watched that yet, yeah, but I've heard nothing awesome. but good things. I haven't finished it yet, maybe we should watch a few more. I'll, I'll watch it, you watch a few, a few and then we'll do a podcast about it maybe, because it's Ooh. definitely nerdy. Alright, definitely um, sounds good. Uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson as well. Oh, I heard that, that was good. No. That's fantastic. Is it really good? Yeah, yeah. yeah really. I've heard it was good. But... It's um, it's just really fucking interesting. Yeah. Like, the story Has is... it got John Travolta in it? Yeah. And he's brilliant. He plays Robert Shapiro, this yeah. like Hollywood lawyer. Um, and yeah, it's just about... It's like a dramatisation of that court mm. case. And my God, that's a fascinating bit of history. Yeah. That. yeah. Because a lot of people's top pick for this year was made in America, the O.J. Simpson story. Which is the, I think it's like six to eight hour long documentary. Oh, I'd love to see that. About, and I really want to yeah. watch that. Apparently, 
it's phenomenal. Yeah. Because it's such an. When did Making a Murderer place. come out? Was that 2016? Uh, no, I think that was the year before. I think it was 15. But yeah. that's. Have you seen, have you seen that? Yeah, that was great. That was yeah, very yeah. good, yeah. I do like a good courtroom drama. Yeah. Mm, mm. Have you ever seen the Paradise Lost documentaries? No, but you've told me to watch that before. Yeah, they're very good. We'll put that on the list. Yeah, massively depressing. <laughs> but good. Just like 2016. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go. Well, there we go. That's everything on my list. Yeah. Well, what Ooh. about... We haven't talked about games. Okay, all right. Uh, the, the game I bought this year, the only board game I've got, which okay. was released in 2016. The only board game you've got? Or the only yeah. board game... What? <laughs> the only board game I've bought that was released in oh, 2016 okay. was Mysterium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. suppose you could... Like, you could... Like, I could be a massive pedant and say, well, that used to be a Polish game that was called something else that was released ages ago. But... Yeah, you are. I'm a fraud. We played a game of that just us two in Edinburgh, didn't we? Yeah. And, and um, I want to play it more because I, I really enjoyed that. But I'd love to play it mm. with a group of people. I've only ever played it two player as well. Oh, I'd right. have to bring it along to the next games club. Yeah, do it. Yeah, That'd be great. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I really enjoyed um, playing that. That's a really nice game. Yeah. Um, how about you? Um, quite a few, mainly miniatures based stuff. But one game that isn't miniatures based that I think came out in 2016 that is phenomenal and been a massive hit. Is Codenames. Have you played Codenames? Yeah, I have played that, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Codenames is very good. Codenames amazing. Um, <sighs> it's sort of becoming one of those games that is... It's a crossover game now. It's uh, it's gone into the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's well-deserved to be to be there. It's such a simple idea. Mm. And just just clever. Great. Um, it's a very good party game. Yeah. And normally I'm not too keen on party games, but Codenames is clever. No, it depends. I think it depends on, on the game, really. Mm. Um, like what what sort of examples of ones don't you like um, I can't name a single one mm. now I've said mm. that but yeah you think uh, like sort of I don't know apples to apples or things like that yeah or snake oil I don't really like that no no and for similar reasons Cards Against Humanity I know I'm not so keen on Cards Against well, Humanity I, I, it's fun yeah. it's fun but then you sort of it, 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 the joke wears very thin very quickly very quickly <laughs> yeah. I think for me and also Maybe it's because I do comedy, but I just think like if you want to be funny, just be funny. Don't feel like you need to have some cards. They're like, oh, you know, like most we hang around in a group of comedians and we basically just try and make each other laugh the whole time we're together, and that's what Cards Against Humanity does. But it's like, yeah, that's yeah. nah, alright. I mean, I've had some good fun playing Cards Against Humanity, but it's you know, I wouldn't. No. That wouldn't be my first choice of something to play. I it was I played it before I went to see Rogue One with a group of friends, and I was actively. Saying, can we not play this? <laughs> <laughs> we had to. Um, yeah, but Code Names is great. I can't recommend Code Names enough, really. Yeah. If you're like, especially if you're not really a big like gamer. Yeah. But want to play something that is um, very light. Well, it's, again, light is probably the wrong word. It's simple to play. Mm. But I find doing maybe more than three games of it in a row is actually quite like headache-inducing because yeah, you do, you do use yeah. a lot of brain power in it. The idea is that you're giving clues. <clears throat> to another player about a set of words that are on the it's quite hard to explain without seeing it but like it's you've got to think of clues to, revolving words that are on the table in front of you and it's um, it's actually quite hard to do really like when you're actually playing it but it's a lot of fun because you have to sort of give cryptic clues don't yeah. you to, to, to match so they've got words. to be you've got to try to think of a clue that matches as many words as possible mm. but without giving without, a false answer because if it, they pick a, yeah. a card there's two teams isn't there mm. and if they pick a word that belongs to the other team yeah. then you lose points and there's certain words there's a really nice two player out. variant of it that's um, where you can play it two player or cooperatively where um, 
one person's giving clues, the other person's guessing, and then you have like not necessarily AI, but uh, like the other the other like uh, other teams' words are getting covered after every right. turn. Uh, so it works really nicely with two. It's a good thing about a party game that works with two up to <clears throat> it, it, unlimited amounts, as long as you just have enough for two teams. I generally won't buy a game if you can't play with two people. Yeah, I always um, try to get one for two players. I bought Cat for Christmas, my girlfriend Cat, um, a patchwork. I've seen pictures. And that's that a two-player game, yeah, yeah. and that's really good, really simple. And it's the idea is your. It sounds like a terrible idea for a game, but it's great. You're basically making a quilt. Yeah. But you have like, you get buttons that act as your currency, and you've got to buy certain shaped things that you put onto a board, and you've got to fill as much space on your board as possible. And that's a great game, simple. Yeah. And that's a, a two-player game. Um, yeah, I try, try. I think two having a play with two is better. Yeah, yeah. I've, I also like. I always try to find stuff that can play solo as well. That's harder, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think I've got any games that are designed to be solitaire games, but you, you can play Pandemic. Pandemic's really yeah. good to play solo. Yeah. Flashpoint's really good to play solo. Um, but there's a game... I've been looking into solo games more. Um, but there's a game that came out in 2016 called... It started as a print-and-play game, right. and they kick-started it to do a physical... physical sorry, it's physical, but you know, like an actual like retail version of yeah. it. And it's called Deep Space D6. Oh, you've told me about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks amazing. I've been trying to get a copy of it for a while now. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening who's got a copy, I'll buy it off you. This guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's basically you have like a, a ship, and it's each beginning of each turn you roll like a set of dice, and each result on the dice equals a different thing, and it's like a worker placement really. You have like so one of the, a symbol on the dice might be your science officers. One might be your sort of your gunning one, and you have like a set of cards that come out like different spaceships attacking you. Yeah, and you just go through the deck of cards. Seeing, yeah, and it just looks great. There's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot to be said for a quite a nice immersive solo game. Yeah, because it's not really a concept I've really thought about. But now, like looking at my games, I think oh, I wish there was something on there that I could actually just play yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you do it with computer games all the time, yeah, you exactly. sit and play a computer game on your own yeah. all the time. So why not with a board game? I play. Um, uh, like Flashpoint I, there was a point where I was doing a, a solo run of Flashpoint every day <laughs> <laughs> it is it must be quite good fun I've played Pandemic on my own yeah. and I'm thinking about it I picked it up. with Pandemic Pandemic is almost like a puzzle it is isn't it Yeah. same it, with Flashpoint Yeah. so you know you're trying to work out the puzzle it's, uh, yeah and it's it's, good, yeah. it is good fun playing on you the only thing I think is like oh, it's such a lot of effort to set it up to set it all up just yeah. to play one game yeah. but um Actually, thinking about Hero Realms that I picked up this year as well, the Kickstarter oh, yeah, yeah. follow-up to Star Realms were released. Is there a solo variant that, in that? That comes with a solo variant. Oh, yeah. Which is... Uh, I have played it. I think it's probably designed more to be like a tutorial. Co-op. Oh, right, okay. So you can just learn yeah. how to play it by doing that. But I'll probably I'll probably play the solo game a few times more because yeah. it's a nice, fun game, you know? Yeah, I know there's a solo variant of Star Realms as well, isn't there? Oh, is there? You can get it when you buy the Gambit expansion. Ah, uh, okay. You can... The way the way that Hero Realm Solo works because it's built like Star Realm, so it's like a deck builder with like yeah. four different sets of cards in there, each with sort of a similar sort of abilities. You you're playing against a, a sort of AI in inverted commas, and he ignores everything that's written on the cards. It's just the colors. So yeah, I think that's how yeah. the Star Realm one works. Yeah. Every time a, a different color comes out, yeah. he'll have a different, a different effect. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. happens in the Star Realm yeah. Solo. One, I think yeah. it's quite a nice little. Yeah, I need to play thing. Hero Realms because I love Star Realms. Yeah, you will like Hero Realms a bit too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've just got back into playing it on my phone. Yeah, as well. yeah Star yeah. Realms is just 
yeah, just amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, another good board game, miniatures game that's come mm. out this year is the second edition of Dead Zone. Yes, which we've well, we're about both before, big yeah. fans about that. Yeah, yeah. Refer back to our earlier podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that game is amazing. Mm. Um, to make something that's quite a heavy strategy, well, something that would initially look like a heavy strategy sci-fi miniatures tactical squad board game or whatever mm. into something that plays in an hour yeah, but doesn't feel like less of a game <clears throat> is a, a no mean feat I think no and I think it's probably the fact they've done I think that it helps that it's a second edition because the yeah. game is already built that they've, they've refined yeah. those rules to a real good point now you know? yeah it's mm. great and they're doing a similar thing with uh, uh, Dreadball they kickstarted it last year and it's coming out this year. Is that Dreadball Extreme or no? Dreadball Extreme is a, like a, a a different version of Dreadball. Right, they do okay. a second edition of Dreadball, um, which is like a sci-fi sports game. And then if, if what they did with Dead Zone is any sort of like any indication indication of what they're going to thank you and what they're going to do with Dreadball, it's going to be amazing. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's one I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah, and a big one at the end of last year was Games Workshop re-released Blood Bowl yes after I don't know when the last version of it came out maybe I don't know uh, late 90s maybe alright oh, okay so quite a while yeah um, and the new version is lovely they haven't really changed the rules really it's pretty much the same game and a few minor tweaks here and there but they've just made it into a really nice package like the the miniatures in it are amazing yeah. they're they come in coloured plastic, so you, so you don't have to paint the them. They snap well. fit together. You don't have to glue them. That's that's quite cool. Yeah, snap fit together, so you can play out the box. You snap your miniatures together, play out the box. You've got everything that you need to play with. The orc. you've got an orc team and a human team, right? And the, the models are lovely, but they look great painted. I've painted all mine now, obviously. Um, <laughs> and Blood Bowl is just one of those games that it's very. It's even when it wasn't supported at all by Games Workshop, it had a huge. Like following, yeah. Where it's never ever since it came out in like I don't know the eighties, the first edition, it's been popular and hasn't stopped being popular. It's it's funny because I just assumed that it was still in print because you'd go places and you you'd like, see we, Blood Bowl. Yeah. yeah, we went to like a, a war gaming place venue in Edinburgh and they had it set up. They yeah. had a Blood, Blood Bowl board game and you still yeah. hear a board out and you still hear people talking about it. Mm. So I just assumed that it was yeah. still in print. So just one of those ones that yeah it hasn't it hasn't been supported by Games Workshop for a long time. It does make sense that they've brought it back. Yeah, and they've pitched it really, really well. I think mm. it's it's like sixty five pounds, but that's cheap for a games for, workshop buy-in. for a games workshop yeah. buy in, and for a lot of board games now. You think you get a lot of game in that box? Yeah, I got my copy for fifty quid, which is a good which, price. Which you probably get most places I mean, fifty pounds. If I'm out to buy a big box mm. board game, I'm going to be expecting to spend at least fifty, 50 quid. Pounds, on it, yeah, yeah. You know? big box one, especially. Yeah, yeah. and then. But you've got a lot of, you know, you're going to get all the new teams. There's an expansion book which costs about £15 where you've got the rules for like the dwarves and all the yeah. other teams and stuff. And it's just a great game. It's, it's, it's we're talking about um, Dreadball, where Dreadball is yeah. very slick, fast paced, and you could do a game of that in an hour. Blood Bowl takes quite a bit longer, and it's a quite heavy strategy. It's more like a war game in many right. ways. Um, which makes sense coming from Games, from games Workshop, workshop yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's yeah, it's quite a lot. It's very thinky. Okay. And you, it's very it's unforgiving. A good thing. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. It's very unforgiving. You can't really leave it to risk. You've got to really got to think about what you're doing in it. And I would like to play it, yeah. but I am certain I'd be bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll play it. I'll show you. Cool, I'll go. I'll give, I'm not. I'm. I'm not good at it. But I know you there's certain tips. Be than me. Well, because I've played it a lot more. Yeah, but, but like, you also you decimate me in a lot of games. Yeah, I don't do that with a lot of people, but I think it's because you're just terrible. I am pretty bad. <laughs> Going on our last game of Frostgrave, you destroyed that was nuts. Me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Frostgrave. I mean, we've been playing. I know it didn't come out this year. But I've got into that this year. That's yeah, but we've been playing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And we've been doing a campaign. How many games in the campaign? Four or five games into our campaign. Four, four now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need to pick that up again. But... Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, what else? What other good war games? Um, games? There's a well, the Walking. We spoke about the Walking Dead miniatures game from Mantic, who also did Dead Zone. Yeah, I think we spoke about that in a previous. We've heard about the podcast, yeah, but that's come out now. Yeah, and I've played a couple of games of it, and it's really, really good. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't really have any interest in Walking Dead. I'm not really. I've read some of the comics. I'm not really seen the TV show, so I wasn't really excited about it. Mm. But playing it, it's a great game. It's very simple. You have the idea of it is that you have like a little gang of people, and you'll have a gang of people, and it's all characters from the comics. Yeah. Um, and you're battling against each other to get like uh, resources that are on the board, but there's zombies in the way, or right. walkers, or whatever they call them in Walking Dead. And so it's not like one te- person's playing the zombies while the other person's playing humans. You're both humans against each other, but. The zombies are almost like interactive scenery on the table, which I think is the way it should be, really. Yeah. Because like with uh, Dead Zone, the original release of that, it was the enforcers and the plague, plague when the yeah. plague are the essentially space Not, zombies. Yeah. Who's going to want to play as the plague? <laughs> you know, that's what I always think when I look at things like that. It's I've like, got a friend who's actually chosen. Oh really? Gang well, for Dead Zone, the plague. Yeah. That's because you get the big monsters and that's you, true. you get yeah, like yeah, people yeah. with guns and stuff. I get it. I get it. But I, I think you know, also the way zombies are, and especially in The Walking Dead, it makes mm. sense for them more to be this yeah. sort of force of nature. Yeah. That you have to. And that's exactly that's what they feel you know? like in in the yeah, game. Yeah. You could get it, again. You there's like you can sneak move, which doesn't cause any noise. Yeah. Or you can run, which causes noise, which makes a zombie move towards you. Or if you shoot a gun. Yeah. Then like every zombie within a certain distance comes towards you. So it's it's it makes it really interesting trying to think about yeah who, when you're going to use your weapons or you can send one player one way or one model one way to like attract the zombies while you send your other model the other way to get some loot or whatever and it's just a yeah, really fun game yeah, it just feels like they've really thought about how to to, to, to get that to fit the theme yeah because what you're describing there that's how it should be if yeah. you're talking about this sort of post-apocalyptic yeah there's been a lot of like today. zombie board games and miniatures games and that's the only one I've played where it's felt like right the other yeah. one other board game I've played which feels like a zombie film is Dead of Winter Dead of Winter absolutely yeah, yeah. there's been an update of that released yeah year. there's like a standalone expansion for it yeah which I, I probably will pick up at some mm. point yeah but it's, it's essentially an, it's essentially a reskin of the, the first one, one yeah. but you get like it's it's kind of essentially for want of a better word the Umbrella Corporation version where oh, like, the right. zombies are slightly different and you have variations oh and okay yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. oh cool yeah and another game that came out just right at the end of last year end of 2016 where I picked up the rule book um, it's a miniatures game it's called Rogue Stars is this um, like the sort of sci-fi one from Osprey yeah who made so Frostgrave yeah. yeah so it's like a really small scale um like skirmish sci-fi game yeah and you use about <clears throat> between four and six models no more than six models aside and it's 
what they say is model or miniature neutral, so you can use whatever sci-fi miniatures you've got. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, and it's character based. So you have basically a set of traits that you buy using XP, which is like your points or your gold yeah. or whatever to create your uh, gang, and then you you can make them as individual as you like, and there's no real hard fast rules about what you need in a certain. In your, in your thing you can just use any wherever you want yeah and I've not played it I've done a little for just run for it solo just to see I've got a, a grip of the rules and it seems really fun if you can use any miniatures I'll just use my dead zone stuff yeah that's what yeah, I've been yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been using dead zone stuff awesome room, but that's great and uh, I think that'll be a, a, a good one I think like Frostgrave where uh, that's become a quite a, like a quite a successful big game. I think Rogue Stars might as well. I'm hoping yeah, we'll cool. see. And but also that reminds me, have you seen that they're doing a new Frostgrave game? No, I haven't. No, uh, no. Swashbuckling pirate thing set in the Frostgrave universe. Hello, pirates. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anything, any games from 2016 that you haven't played that you want to? Oh, I'm sure there are, but I can't think of any. Yeah, go on. I really want to play Scythe. Oh right, yeah. yeah. I've heard mixed things about Scythe. I've heard. Positive things, a yeah, lot of positive things. No, I've heard things, it. Right? Yeah, I've heard mixed things. I think it looks amazing. Like yeah, the, art the artwork is amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that looks good. It's like a four X sort of game, right? Yeah, and it's um, going to be a big one as well. But I've saw yeah. a very positive Dice Tower review of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard I, mixed things about. I've heard. Positive. Yeah, I've heard. It's uh, some people again. It seems to be that thing I was complaining about earlier on, where if it's it's either the best thing or in the, the world or it's the worst. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I'm not yeah, seeing like a really sort of balanced review of it really I'd like to get in and find out more about it yeah um, it does I, look that would be a good one though there's certain yeah. aspects of it I like I like the fact that um, you can't just camp and build your power because yeah, yeah. it's, it's a 4x game so you've got a faction that you're building up and what you win do you know do you know sort of how it plays uh, very basically I don't know basically the way you win that game is by being popular with oh, your yes, subject yeah, yeah. so you build your popularity and then like in other games like that you would just build up your power and then decimate everyone else yeah. whereas the way Scythe works is you'll build up your power and then if you fight your power actually diminishes so you're not just losing men off the board mm. you're use, you're losing the ability to fight so you yeah. have to think more tactically about the way you attack and it's actually going to have lasting yeah, effects yeah. on you if you go in that fighting and you lose yeah. and things like that. so I think that appeals to me the fact yeah. that it, it's kind of a little bit more um, perhaps balanced in that yeah. in that regard. Um, the other one I'm really intrigued by is the Gallerist. Oh yeah, I'm really intrigued yeah, by yeah. that. Um, and I I would have picked it up, but it's like eighty. Quid. Yeah, I think it's quite a heavy. <coughs> I think it's quite an expensive buy, and apparently the games last ages. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. But, yeah, but no, that's supposed to be. It's quite again an interesting idea. I've never seen a game yeah, like it's, it. It's, it's like, like based in an art. You're running an art gallery. Yeah, yeah. That, I find that quite intriguing. You know, um, I'd like to play that. What was the other one? Well, I want to. I want to try. Uh, Pandemic Legacy. I was just about to say, I want to mm. try a legacy game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Pandemic Legacy is probably the one I'll. Although, I think, no, actually, the first one I'm going to get is Time Stories. Oh, yeah. Because it's only 30 quid. Yeah, because then you can buy the other set so and build on it. Yeah. What do you think about legacy games? What's your. Uh... I haven't played one. I've, I've never, never played, played one, one, but what do you think of the idea? Of I really it? like the idea. I think it's set from what I've heard, it sounds like they're a Netflix series in a box. Yeah, that's what they're going for as yeah. well, isn't it? And I, I'm really interested in that idea. The only thing that's really stopped me buying one is the fact that, especially with Pandemic Legacy, yeah. is knowing that I've got to find a group of people that are going to see every, and play. Yeah. And it's hard enough getting that together for yeah. D&D. You know? I, I was thinking I might do it solo. Really? Mm. Well, you could with Pandemic, couldn't you? Yeah. You absolutely could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think you'd probably lose something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're but, right. I would probably wouldn't enjoy it as much on my yeah. own. Apparently, Risk Legacy is really good. Apparently, Risk Legacy is great. Um, I was reading about the new Star Wars Risk, and apparently, that's pretty good. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Apparently, it's not. It doesn't play like Risk. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Um, apparently, with Risk Legacy, I didn't really realise this, but when you're playing it, what you're meant to do is swap factions for every game, so you don't see oh, the really? same faction from beginning to end. Although a lot of people homebrew it that they do. Yeah, I was going to say, surely it would be better to sort of see your faction build. I think, I can see why they would do it. Because if it's a legacy game and a faction gets fucked early on, then that's potentially... And that does happen in Risk. I don't know if that happens in Risk Legacy, but it happens in Risk quite a lot. Absolutely. And then, you know, you could be playing that game for a year. (laughs) You know, and then you're, you're on the back foot the whole time. But yeah. I, would, I would want to see the same faction through from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, it's a really interesting idea, and I do think it's the way that I think it's the way games are going to go. I think it will become a very um, established side of board games. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever replace board games that you just you play essentially the same game yeah. every time. But um, I think it will become much more. Well, I think having a sort of thing. quite an engaging narrative and oh, it's, it's a, quite yeah. it's a very good thing to have come into it. You know. Yeah. Um, the one I really want to pick up is Seafall. See, I've heard that's And again, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I've heard uh, mixed stuff about it. But yeah. what I like about it is the fact that it's the first legacy game that's made by the person that invented the idea yeah. of a legacy game and it's his IP. You know, I think that's... Um, yeah. I want to get in on that and see what it's like. Yeah, that's like a sea exploring thing, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like, you, But it's, it's not. It's post-apocalyptic. Oh. So you're saying it's mm. kind of a distant future where everything's yeah. been, re- been reset, like after the end of uh, Escape from LA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of world, and again, I like that sort of thing. You know? Oh, cool. Yeah, no, again, I just like the idea of them, and I like, and again, like you said, I think the it's about playing them regularly with the same group of people is the hard That's thing about the hard it. Part. But it can be done. You yeah. just got you know. Can time stories be done solo? Um, I don't know. I, th- I look at it because it's co-op so I yeah, assume yes. probably I mean any co-op game you can play on your own yeah. pretty much can't you except for maybe Hanabay but yeah no, you can't play that on your own um, okay whether it was released in 2016 or not yeah favourite game you played last year or the game you've had the most enjoyment out of oh man um, what about you uh, I am going to say I'm going to say definitively the game I enjoyed the playing the most last mm-hmm. year has been Coup. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that game. It's just so much fun. Yeah, we played a lot of that. Yeah. Game, didn't we? That and was, it's, yeah. I've not stopped enjoying it yet. I've played it loads yeah. with lots of different groups yeah. of people and I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, Coup. Yeah, Coup's up there. I, um, yeah. well, that's a really hard one. Second edition Dead Zone. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun um, out of that as Frostgrave. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um... um trying to think of a more of a board game that I've been playing lots of um, oh I really like the Thunderbirds board game I've, I've not played, played that a lot yet. but it's very good I do want to play yeah, it it's one that came out last year um, good. I've had a lot of fl- fun out of Splendour oh yeah I only played that once and I played that lots good, of Splendour yeah. and enjoyed that yeah um, yeah uh, well there we go yeah. <laughs> well, like a, uh, quite like the um, war game Saga that's a good one where it's like Dark Ages um like fan, not fantasy, Dark Ages historical war game. Oh, okay. Uh, I've never really played one of those, but you've not really played like a, you've like a, a sort of. All of mine are fantastical, whether it's sci-fi yeah, like a, or, yeah, or not played like, But I mean, yeah. like a with a, like a miniatures. Oh game. god, no, no. The only no, one no. you've played, like you know, proper what would be a war game, 
miniatures war game would be Frostgrave, I guess, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah but yeah. even that, it's more of like a small band, very small skirmish, skirmish game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I'll try to think of what one more I'll get you into. I'll put it on my list of things to do in 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's uh, all the good stuff. Yeah. That's all that was only the good stuff that happened. The rest, the rest of 2016 was terrible. All right, let's start on the bad stuff then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll, uh, we'll leave yeah. it at that one. Cool. Um, thank you for listening, guys. I know it's been a long time since... Uh, but we're going to try and get back on... We're on, on the, the regs. regs. Get on back the regs. on the regs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, if you are listening. Well, obviously you are because you're listening to me saying this now, aren't you? So, Cheers, Carl. Yeah, and yeah, thank you for listening and like us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes and set it to download is a good thing to do, apparently. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I don't know much about technology. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thank you very much. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.